This episode of The Instance is brought to you by our long-standing friends, Doghouse Systems at doghousesystems.com. I got a brand new rig from these guys. It's sitting right over here. It has custom artwork I made that I got to print on the side of the thing. You guys should see it. More on that later. There's all kinds of cool stuff coming with that. But anyway, internally, I've got all the best components. I've got this rad new case that lets me transparently see what's going on in there. And every game I play runs incredibly well. Everything. And I mean everything. I have yet to have a game that will not perform outrageously well it's a little embarrassing but it's amazing i love this rig you're going to love yours too if you like quality components good warranties and great people there's nobody better in this business than doghousesystems.com go there now and use the code frogpants at checkout to get additional rad stuff that's doghousesystems.com and the code frogpants you're listening to the instance. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the instance. This is the instance episode 492. We're here today with the following human beings. I'm Scott Johnson, joined by Patrick Beja in Helsinki, soon to be France. Hello, Patrick. Hey, how is it going? Fine. How are you? Are you doing all right? We got a little. I'm per- okay. Yeah. Um, there might be a little bit of uh, background noise because there's apparently a, a fighter jet fiesta above Helsinki today. Oh, what does that mean? What, what, a fiesta? Is yeah, a, they're, they're so a fighter basically... jets turning 15 and it's having its quinceanera. <laughs> Not quite, um, okay. but almost. Basically, the government is buying a lot of fighter jets, yeah. um, and they're showing them off to the population to see what they're getting for their tax dollars. Oh, because given the situation and the fact that uh, the country has a border with Russia, it's like, hey, maybe it would be a good time to get some more efficient army forces. Mm, yeah, beef up your uh, beef up your defenses. I understand that. Sure, why not? Yeah. Why not? In a world of paranoid paranoia. Let's uh, let's let's spend yeah. trillions on new planes. I get it. Where'd you buy yeah, those from? In the, in the case of Finland, you know they have a history to support that paranoia. Oh but, sure, uh, no, I understand it. I mean they're all see through and very delicate. I understand how it works over there. So here's my question: They can fly planes. Uh, <laughs> they there was some synchronized flying, which was very impre- impressive. Do they uh, do they buy, who bought who they buy the planes from? They get them from us. So I'm not sure. Apparently, this is completely instance related, but uh, I didn't go out today. I was working, but my wife did go out for a little bit. And she told me that there were Lockheed Martin and um, and uh, Rafale uh, <laughs> representatives <laughs> handing out coffee and hats and uh, candy and stuff like that in the park. Wow. It was like super weird. Make Finland but, great um, again. Yeah, right. So apparently, it's yeah. between Lockheed Martin and Rafale. Okay. So I don't know. Maybe it's like the two, the last two contestants, and they're trying to woo the public by giving them uh, candy. Lockheed Martin, I'm familiar with. The other name you said sounded like you were vomiting. Oh, what, it's what, was that? it's French oh. uh, slash European Rafale. It's it's pretty good fire the planes. All right. They're, well, they're all right. Well, there you go. Some of those planes may or may not find themselves in a base in Texas one day, <laughs> where Dills could see them. Hello, Dills. <laughs> Hello. A little transition there for you. How you like that? Was, that? Yeah, quite a transition above from your head today. Yeah, you don't All have the any. Way to Austin, Texas. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you don't have any fiestas, airborne fiestas happening there. Probably not so much today. Uh, not that I'm aware of. Um, I will admit that sometimes I don't go outside very often just to check in the sky. 
yeah. and uh, see what what air activity is going on. There could, you know, there, for all I know, it could be uh, it could be a no fly know. zone over. Yeah, here. that's how they get you. You got to be careful because if you go outside, that's no, only... no, don't go outside, people. Come on, <laughs> stay in. You know until to Texas, yeah. Until you actually check, the the planes uh, are both uh, there and not there at the same yeah. time. Schrodinger's planes. Well, Schrodinger's uh, planes. Well done. <laughs> I do actually live the closest of anybody in my family to the airport. Yeah. So one thing that I am tasked with involving airplanes is I am the uh, I am the de facto airplane picker upper guy okay. here in Austin, Texas. Uh-huh. Okay, I didn't, I didn't realize that. I'm, I feel like I'm in the presence of some real knowledgeable stuff. This is good. Uh, well, anyway, it's good to be here, everybody. No Terpster today, unless he pops in. They're doing a the Oxcast is doing a big move, and I think they're in the middle of all that. So pardon their dust while. Uh, well, he's gone. They're brexiting. They're brexiting the building. Oh, yeah, okay. they're brexiting out. the building, going to a different one. Yeah, All like right. like Elvis. Brexit has left the building, and they're off to some other building where they're decorating it, adorning it with their many YouTube awards and. I don't know what all, what all BS is getting put up on those walls, but it looks like quite I the fancy dance. I wonder how much dancer. they're affected by but, the whole YouTube fiasco. No, I don't know. I, I, you'd have to think there'd be some. Probably not much, right? Because well, they're they're very sure family friendly content in most cases, although they do. Use uh, they drop some f bombs from time to time. Yeah, they drop the f's. Um, they don't make Nazi jokes, so that helps. No. Uh, <laughs> what else they do? <laughs> There's all sorts of weird stuff like YouTube wrestling channel. yeah. uh, channels have been hit, and all sorts of weird things where people are making way less, like a quarter of the money they were making. Yeah, too. not and even s- just like in some oh, cases. 80%. Yeah, in some cases, I've heard like ten percent of what they used to do. It depend- yeah, I think it depends. I think it affects almost everyone randomly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like maybe... I used to make five dollars a month on YouTube, and now it's down to two fifty. <laughs> Jeez! Wow, you really got dinged. But dude. maybe you know, maybe the Yorks cast are getting a, a special treatment because you want to keep those guys happy. Yeah, sure. I, I, I wonder about that because you hear you heard some high level YouTubers complain, but not too many. And I thought, hmm, I bet those guys have had some private meetings, yeah. some uh, some mm-hmm. some reaching outs that said, "Hey, don't worry, we're going to keep you guys okay." Because the last thing YouTube right now needs is a mass exodus. The thing is, where would everyone go? Vimeo? I mean, where are you going to go? There's nowhere to go. So oh, if, if, if Terpster was here, he would say, uh, uh, I can't really comment. Uh, Scott, <laughs> Wonder but I've seen people. Uh, I don't know, that was my best impression. That was uh, really, Terpster, really bad. Terpster, how's your, uh, how's your, your, your kid and your wife? Well, I got an NDA, so yeah. I can't really talk too much about it, but. Here's what Terpster would say if he was here. I'll tell you, I'm very excited. This is what he would say right here. In 29 days, I will be, I'll be inside you. There you go. That's true. Uh, it's actually less than that now. In like 20 days, Terpster will be inside us uh, here at, in Salt Lake City for uh, Nerdtacular. So anyway, we hope Wait, he's well. Is that what's happening? Yeah. I, did, I know it's the last Nerdtacular, <laughs> but I didn't realize that was the kind of activity. Well, that we're, we're, fin- we're finishing it in grand style, you know, got to have mm-hmm. uh, that All sort right. of thing. You had a cheesy trode. Yeah, okay. Anyway, <laughs> it's almost like he's here. Anyway, so uh, let's get into it. Uh, we're focusing on World of Warcraft today, a specific part of World of Warcraft. What brought this to mind was the, I won't say recent spate, certainly if you watch Twitch at all, you've seen years now of the most popular things that happen on, on uh, Twitch are multiplayer experiences. Every once in a while, a single-player game will come along, and it will it will do well in the top spots for a few days and then that tapers off, but then we're back to League of Legends and Hearthstone. And uh, in the case of these days, the player unknowns battlegrounds is always up there at number two or number one. And um, they got me to thinking about PVP in general. And it just so happens this is the week that Blizzard announced 
the one didn't announce, but they put up on their main site an esports section to the World of Warcraft page that's never been there before. Um, it's very nice. Got some nice background video of people doing arena stuff on stage and and all the things you'd expect. And I picture Holinka back at the office smiling at what they've done here and they've created kind of a cool thing and and all that's great and everything. But it got me to thinking about PvP in this game. Uh, where it started, where it's been, and we've touched on it a million times on the show over the years, talked about how good it is at any given time or what problems it may have had, what were the best days. Some would still say Wrath of the Lich King saw the height of of uh, PvP and the way it tied into PvE was maybe at its most interesting at that point. Some would say today it's the most uh, compelling for a new player to to see that they can do progression in a way that feels familiar for their PvE exploits in the game. Um, so there's a lot there, and they've tried for a very long time to make it a meaningful part of the game. But I think, you know, this many years in, it's worth kind of going back to it and saying, how are they doing? Like, is it is it still a thing that's needed? Does it feel forced? Is it perfectly well done? Does it matter? Uh there are still a lot of players that say, well, I just go to Warcraft for the Warcraftiness and I don't care about PvP. And there's some who, once they get into PvP, that's all they want to do is spend time in there. Um, so after playing uh, PUBG with uh, Dills last night, it got it, I had a thought pop in my head. Uh, is it time, maybe, for the game to get away from arenas and battlegrounds being the focus and maybe take it into a place that we we haven't seen yet. And by that, I mean not even seen in other Blizzard titles. Because right now, you could argue the best PvP in the Blizzard tent is had elsewhere. You could have better PvP experiences in Overwatch or in Heroes of the Storm or even in StarCraft. And, or Hearthstone. Or Hearthstone, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's a, I mean, those are all points of argument, but, but I think that it's a valid point. And every time, so you want WoW PUBG? I, First well, of all, that's a lot of initials. <laughs> it's a lot uh, of initials. A little bit too many. I, I agree, but I but WoW WoW already has BG. It has BG, WoW BG for sure. In fact, yes, it just doesn't have P. No, no P but I, I think no. I think there's. It's an interesting point you make, and I I think we talked about this at some point in the past. But right now, the only uh, essentially professional and presented version of PvP that we see from World of Warcraft is its deathmatch. It's mm -hmm. three-person deathmatch, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. We do not see its 40-person battleground presented as like a viable PvP option, right? right. Or right. any tor any sort of uh, uh, objection-based... Objective-based, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, objective-based uh, you know, type scenario. Like, it's all just, here, kill these guys. Kill these other guys mm -hmm. as fast as possible. Yeah. And is that necessarily the best way to for people to watch it? If if you don't play arena, do you know what the hell is happening? Right? Yeah. Like, uh, and also essentially, what are you watching when you're watching WoW Arena? You're you're basically watching health bars and how low <laughs> or high they are, right? Yeah. And I think for a lot of people, that's not very exciting. And sure, there's very exciting moments and tension builds. The guy's health bar is real low. Is he gonna die? Oh, he didn't die. Uh, and that's only really exciting when you understand what it means to be incredibly low and how hard a team actually worked to get one guy's health bar down really low. Mm -hmm. But the work that goes into that is not seen. It's not obvious. Right. Uh, in, in the same way that maybe picking up a flag and running across a field is very obvious what's going on. Mm -hmm. Right. So. Sure. 
yeah, I, the, I think you're onto something. Like, it, not necessarily a survival-based battleground like P- what PUBG does, but some sort of a battleground scenario where you have to go and do something that's easy for people to tell. Similar to like football, I understand what's happening, mm-hmm. even if I don't know anything about football. I'm watching one team progress across the map, right? Yeah. Essentially. And the way that the reason I bring up the PUBG example, because um, obviously there's no one to one here, but the the one thing that makes that concept work, you could make a big map and have everybody kind of go to a place and gear up and then fight. But that's boring if you don't have this big circle that's closing in on you. And I know some other Battle Royale games have done this as well. Um, H1Z1 has a similar model. But the the idea that your map or your play space is uh, both randomly and uh, regularly shrinking in size so that the number of players that are out there are naturally going to be eliminating each other because if they stand outside of that shrinking zone, they die. And it got me to thinking, how interesting would that possibly be in World of Warcraft in a PvP scenario where you don't necessarily drop down with nothing and have to go find a bunch of gear or something like that. But maybe there's some some PvE, NPC-style stuff you could do to get some bonuses or, you know, to have i don't know what it would be it could be just stat stuff but it could also be items that you could use like one-off items that you'd throw out or use as a uh you know as an ability kind of like you do in 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 questing you'll get a a, a grenade launcher type thing or something that you got to go blow up some horde encampments with it's like that you maybe you get some bonuses that way sure and then you you know this or how time- about even vehicles like what about uh you know popping into uh, some sort of a catapult or like mm-hmm. winter winter grasp style tanking things and all that kind of sure, stuff. Sure, sure. Seeds vehicles. There's all sorts of ideas that can be thrown in. Right, exactly. It could be uh, you only get mounts if you do a certain thing. Like there's a lot that could it could be done there. And then as this thing shrinks, the fight is brought closer and closer together. And by the end, one man stands. The other thing I like about that is that when you die, you don't have to hang around. You just get out and go in again. And People keep. I think people uh, who are playing PUBG understand this, but I think if you're watching it from afar, may not. This may not make a lot of sense. When you're playing that game, if you're the last guy left, or the third guy left, or 63 of 100 left, it doesn't matter. When you die, you can get back in. If you're in with a squad, you can watch your friends go until they die, and then you just get back in and do another game. And there's a whole other hundred people waiting for you. Something about that says to me that WoW could do something in this area, but not even this specifically. I guess all I'm saying is, are we content, and is Blizzard content, with Arena being your main face of the eSport itself, which is, you know, way down the ladder in terms of interest from the fa- from the, uh, from the audience compared it's to... It's the general public's interest, so that's, I think, the issue is, is that as far as skill base is concerned, I think Arena does offer your best option mm-hmm. in, in the in the way that warcraft works right in the, in the way that the game works uh if you're offering battle like battlegrounds are generally a stepping stone to what is then considered the true skill test of can you interrupt my spell cast or not yeah uh which is arena right? right so it's it's interesting that just because of how the game actually functions it's never really even been kind of thought of as a as a you know, just a place for that type of gameplay to exist, right? We have that, but it's more—it's presented more for the casual player. What Winter Grasp was would be a really interesting thing, to, I think, to watch, right? Like mm-hmm. watching two giant teams collide. There's objectives all over the map. Picking those objectives up actually helps 
do the main objective, which is to, you know, break through the fortress, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, one team's defending, one team's attacking, that kind of thing. That would be so much more interesting, I think, for the layman to watch. Mm-hmm. But the the pro player, the people who play WoW, still kind of all contend that Arena is the true test mm. of PvP skills. So I think that's where there's like a little bit of a disconnect. Yeah. Is what the what the best players in the world think is the true test of their skill is not what is interesting for anybody else to watch. Right. And that's very hard to bridge that gap. You know, how do you because there's two there's like two main objectives, I think, in PvP. If you're talking about like what uh, as far as so one is how do we get a lot of people who don't play PvP to want to play it? Right. Mm-hmm. So how do we get Scott to want to play it? Right. Yeah. And I know Patrick he used to play a lot of PvP. I know you play on a PvP server. Um, so like uh, PvP is not something you're like foreign to, but I don't think now you currently play it as much as you used to, right? So it's like how do you get like you to stay interested? And then how do you get the top guys in the world to uh, be happy with the state of PvP as well, right? Right, right. It's like tricky. There's two types of players you got to get, and then how do you get people to want to watch the damn thing? Patrick, so. you still you still on the PvP server? Do you get ganked and stuff? Like, is it still the PvP kind of vibe, or is it is everyone over that and they just sort of do what they got to do and nobody cares and no one tries to gank anybody? Well, so I'm going to answer you, but first let me tell you a little bit more about those planes. <laughs> um, they no, okay. Uh, <laughs> You know, <laughs> I do think that, uh, so for me, yeah, I do get ganked every once in a while. Honestly, the PvP servers, I'm not really interested in anymore. I'm just there, and it would cost me a little bit of money to move all my characters to another one, so mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, I don't think it's a thing anymore. Um, but related to that, and to what Dills was saying, I did used to play a lot of PvP, uh, probably around the period you were talking about, Scott. Uh, Wrath, maybe a little bit before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did play a lot of uh, Battlegrounds and some arenas even. Yep. Um, I had a friend with whom we would go into arenas very, very regularly. But I do think that, not even talking about the esports aspect, uh, when you talk about players in the game, um, there are some people who love PvP. And that is almost all they're going to do. That is their thing. They go into WoW to play PvP. And they, you know, when the new expansion comes out, they rush to the max level and they just want to jump into the arenas and battlegrounds. And that's what they do. Um, But I do think that for a lot of people, PvP is a side thing. And remember, the the period we're talking about, uh, you know, Burning Crusade, um, Wrath of the Lich King, Cataclysm, was the period when WoW wasn't just a game, it was a, a way of life. Yeah. And people who were playing WoW were playing it multiple hours a day. So when you're playing it multiple hours a day, especially in a world where you don't have as uh, much of a super developed world quest system and you know a bunch of things that keep you occupied, you play the game for a little bit and then you still want to play it but you've exhausted your uh, your available options in PvE, so at that point you turn to PvP. Mm. I do think that a lot of people went that way, and that's why you know PvP was so popular uh, back in the day. I'm sh- I'm sure it's still very popular, but I'm also quite certain that a lot of people like me uh, get their fill of PvE in uh, WoW, and then you know 
even if they do want to go PvP, they're going to go to Heroes or Hearthstone or Overwatch or whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, I did, you know, preparing for this show, I did jump back, jump back into a few battlegrounds, um, and and it was fun. But it did. I mean, first of all, I don't know if it's my, you know, I'm used to uh, Heroes or or Overwatch now, but people take a long time to die. I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. It's, yeah. it's, is it like the state of PvP now or was it always like this? I can't even remember. Uh, it's always it's like, been somewhat like this, but it might be more like, now. He right? Healers are very powerful in PvP right more now. More than they sure. were, it feels. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, I've often played a healer in PvP, so that's what I'm used to. But, um, but yeah, so I mean, it was, it was fun. I think it was, it was absolutely fun. And if that was, you know, if WoW was the only game I played... Oh, by the way, I got my uh, class mount. So oh, well done. Nice, yeah, actually. nicely done, dude. Yeah. That was this week? Yep. Yeah. I got it. Well, I think it's available from last week, maybe, but I just got it today. Oh. And, uh, you know, I play a druid, and all of the class mounts are awesome looking. Like, literally, they inspire awe. Mm. You know, they are amazing. The druid flight form is it's it's this weird owl that is like it, i kind of think of it as you know it's as if uh winston churchill had a mustache and was an owl mm. it's kind of like it looks <laughs> and it's that's the that's the mouth that that's the the flight form what an it's odd cool, comparison as, that's really funny it's not as as cool as the others, but yeah. yeah. So anyway, so that that is super cool. I'm really enjoying it. Um, but yeah, so I did jump into the PvP. It was fun, and if WoW was my only game, I think I would enjoy it a lot. But given the fact that there these kinds of experiences I can get elsewhere, I'm wondering if you know other people aren't in that same um, frame of mind. Yeah. And but what you're talking about, Scott is intriguing i don't know if it can be done but something different in a in a you know player versus player environment but not necessarily um you know one objective that everyone has to congregate to to create a team fight um might be interesting i think it would be game design was incredibly challenging incredibly difficult but but i think they did something really amazing with winter grasp and i, mm -hmm. I think you can take that as kind of your template to then do something mm. in between that and arena, mm -hmm. right? Because Wintergrass, if you think about it, was just this giant horde versus alliance thing. Mm -hmm. But what if you I took loved teams? Wintergrass. Oh, it was amazing, right? Like to me, that was the height of PvP. Like was mm -hmm. that era where I would go in and I would do, I would literally play that all day. I would just once it was done, yeah. I would hit up the the you know the the PVE content the first time I completed it and won, and then I would just queue for that the whole rest of the day, and you knew. You know, every 45 minutes or so, you'd be going back into Wintergrasp and doing it all over again. Um, and some matches were terrible, and you were getting camped in your graveyard, and some matches were <laughs> tight, and, you know, you didn't know who was going to get there at the, the very end. Uh, at the time, there amazing. were haters, though. A lot oh, of yeah, of course. Wintergrasp broken, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah well, there, like, there always is going to be. But I, I remember my favorite thing about Wintergrasp was probably this feeling of, here I am doing something different. It's fun, and I'm doing it with my friends. Uh, when it popped, it was like, all right, you guys, stop what you're doing. Let's go, let's go. Like there was that aspect to it where it felt emergent and, and immediate. And then when you got out there and did whatever you had to do, and if you won, you unlocked a serious reason 
to to want to do it because you could go PVE that big whatever his name was and get some Algalon? yeah Algalon and get some damn gear. Was it? No, it no, was, not Algalon. No, that's not Algalon. Uh, no. uh, some, some, some giant something with an apostrophe in his name. I'm sure of that. But anyway, you'd go fight <laughs> that guy. You'd get some real gear that you could use in your raids, and and it was like a I don't know. It was like this really great confluence of the two game types that played really but well also together. You could, you could be not a PVP or and go in there and feel like you were doing something that mattered. Right. Yeah. Because you could go and, you know, get, get the tank or whatever, or you could run off and then do the, like the little questy things that were part of stuff, or you could just get into the, the horde of people mm-hmm. like all fighting and just try to like pick people off or heal somebody or do something. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Vault of Archivon was the thing. Oh, Archivon, that that's did. it. Yes. He looked like a big, uh, um, whatever he was. He was hard at first, I remember. It was just, Yeah, and then was there was the great. thing where you'd pull all the bosses together and kill them all for the <laughs> achievement. That was really fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but, you yeah, know, so, but I mean, you didn't have to this. be a hardcore guy, right, mm-hmm. to enjoy yeah. Wintergrasp. So. Right. They did. They tried to to replicate it with Ashran, and there were a couple of other. I Tolberad. Mean, it was fun. Yeah, Tolberad. Tolberad. I don't even that. remember what Tolberad was. Tolberad Jeez. was uh, was like the first step in the oh. wrong direction, and then <laughs> yeah. Ashran was much better. Right, right, right. Tolberad was fine for a while, and yeah, then it yeah. just kind of. They were like, mm. this doesn't keep me the way that Wintergrasp did. So Yeah. You know, Tolbarad was the one with the five. Now, I liked Tolbarad. It didn't keep me, but I think there was something yeah, there you that hold was those compelling. towers or whatever. Mm. Yeah. But, you know, it's funny. Talking about all of this kind of makes me wish, uh, wish and wonder if it's time to get back to something like this. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do have very fond memories of those experiences and they've stayed away from it uh for a little while and i'm wondering if yeah now it might not be the time to try something not exactly the same but i'm sort of getting sold on this idea mm-hmm. that um it could get people a little bit more interested in in pvp just the large scale well, aspect of it and then again the emergence of of winter grass was what i liked and maybe that didn't Maybe that couldn't sustain itself because too many people are like, I can't be bothered. I'm playing solo, like whatever. I don't know. I don't know what the internals look like on this kind of stuff. But I just remember loving that feeling of somebody in the guild would go, guys, Wintergraph's open. Let's go. Like it's every, yeah, and then suddenly you'd have like 40 AIE people going. Yeah, and it was amazing. Raid and, it, yeah. it felt, like a, so it felt really special. Really cool. It was really good. It could be a very cool combination, I think, where you have three or five man teams on a big map and you have a whole bunch of teams and you're all trying to kind of go for like one objective that ends up bringing people together. And I don't know if you so have not just Horde versus Alliant, but like a number yeah. of teams that have to do something and they might yeah. get teamed up against or team up. Yeah, yeah like that, you're that running to go cap yeah. something with your five guys and then five other guys show up there and you get into a fight with them. And then, oh, God, here's another five guys. Yeah. What do we do now? Uh, you know, like, and that, that could be some be really interesting stuff going interesting, on in there. Yeah. yeah. So and we never really see die, like Then that. You're, 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 you can queue up to another one. Well, you maybe, just yeah, have maybe really that's the way to do it because... You know, and maybe that's the way to do it because if you do it, you know, a free-for-all... PUBG style, although I guess PUBG you can have teams, but you can't have teams. Um, yeah. yeah, in that case you don't you, you, the balance, the the per character per class balance becomes an issue. But if it's a team of five people or even three, then you can work it into something that uh, yeah. 
Oh, okay. imagine just being yeah. able to make a squad between one, let's say between one and four. So it can be you alone. Uh, or you well, it has to be the same numbers of, oh, but you get grouped up. Well, the, the way it works in PUBG is you can, I mean, again, I, that game's such a different genre that it's hard to make the comparison. You but can't I think, really compare them one to one just because no. the, the class, there's yeah. classes in, exactly. wow. I guess you could kind of say like, hey, I picked up a sniper rifle, so I'm a sniper in class yeah. now. Yeah, but exactly. It's not, it's not really the same, but the structure, structurally, I think it's, it bears the comparison. So if we, if you go in and you say, the way it works in that game is like, well, I've got two or more of us, so that's a squad. And it could be two or it could be four but you can queue into the squad system. I don't see why you couldn't do that in Warcraft. Have between two and five or whatever it is. Uh, otherwise, it's a solo queue. And you get in there and you do what you got to do. And maybe you control when the map shrinks because you're commanding certain part of the land. Or I don't know what it, well, it is. Doesn't even, it doesn't have to be that mechanic of map shrinking. It, can, you know, it just has really to have hard. objectives that force you to go to those places. Yeah, you really, need to go you know? fight. That's really the mechanic yeah. is I'm, that I'm looking yeah, at. Yeah, and that's easy to implement because you just put stuff like you have to hold this this you know for a certain period of time, and if you do, your team gains like you know resources a la Arathi Basin or something, and then mm -hmm. it's like a race to gain you know a hundred resources. Yeah, something like that, and you could and you could have things around the map like if the team the first team to kind of arrive. Maybe has a little bit of an advantage because maybe they can turtle up a little bit and and use stuff like uh you know they could they could get into a, a cannon or something, and then the other teams <laughs> that show up later could have some sort of advantage when sieging because maybe they could get a vehicle from the side and come and bring it in and yeah. try to you know there could be different things you could do, and I mean, if the key you there, kind of make sorry. the one thing very interesting, mm -hmm. then this could be used as the main like PvP map that's that people would find interesting to watch who don't necessarily play mm -hmm. and i think that's really the key it's like how do we make it interesting for more people to watch because all this is great i'm looking at this page you talked about scott this yeah. arena world championship page yeah it looks so damn exciting yeah but the reality is we were all at blizzcon <laughs> last year right were you were you there patrick yeah he was there yeah 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 so did you remember walking by the overwatch stage and the hearthstone stage oh. Yep. and the heroes stage and then walking by the wow stage and being like <laughs> hmm <laughs> something's something's not as exciting to everybody about this yeah right yeah and so how do we like that's what i'm saying it's like you make it you got to make it fun for everybody to play but then you also have to like add things that people want to watch yeah and i think that's what this kind of idea could really do well all right so to get back to something no, the the thing that drew me in as a player for Wintergrasp was not the minute-to-minute -minute action of it necessarily it was that it was tied into the world in a way that felt natural and didn't feel contrived. So that's what I would want moving forward, is something that felt not apart from the world, but part of it. Wintergrass was sort of centrally located. It wasn't some weird thing you, you, you had to go sort of, you know, instance into necessarily. Um, it felt like you could just fly over there, because you could. Uh, you could. It was just yeah, part but of by the, the world. end. It was basically instanced. Because yeah. yeah. Had so many issues. That's but, true. Yeah. But it was. But you used to have all the people hovered around the portal, though, which was kind of cool. Yeah. Trying to get in. Waiting sure. To go. Yeah. And that's that was something about that where it felt like you, you it's part of the continuum just as much as a Legion invasion feels like, oh, that's happening over there, guys. Let's go like that. That draws me in way more than just here's this separate thing to do. So as a player, I want that. But as a a streamable esport. I'm not sure that works, you know, because they don't. The audience well, doesn't care so much. You can much. make it on Azeroth proper, and then it's always there, mm. right? Instead of it being tied to an expansion, mm. um, like the what's the what's the thing? 
Pure Bashi Arena Arena. Well, that, but also what's the what's the one that uh, there was like a special battleground forty versus forty, uh, South Shore versus uh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. what you call it? <laughs> yeah, Terran Terran Mill. Terran yeah. Mills, yeah. So like that is like something that's kind of persistent in the world, not something that's tied to uh, Northrend yeah. or you know whatever new continent they come up with for the next. Like so, if you if you just tie it to uh, to Azeroth, I think then you can have it be kind of this forever place that's okay, mm-hmm. right? And it still has something to do with the world. You just like it exists as a place you can go, like Gurubashi Arena. <laughs> but so, like, so it doesn't you know, deprecate. It doesn't deprecate like like uh, uh, like Wintergrass did. It's it's it, yeah. it scales. Well, up the hell would I be going to Wintergrass for now? Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. I guess, but it doesn't. They can always, you know, they're not going to keep the exact same thing from one expansion to the next. They they're going to update it anyways. Yeah. I, I, but, well, they they might, um, but but the idea is that you don't you that you that do. content doesn't become old and no one's using it. Like this yeah, would yeah. benefit Blizzard as well because they do a lot of work on this stuff and then it just gets left there. There's so much content that just sits there. They want yeah, but you want new stuff anyway. Yeah. I mean, there are some basic things that stay in the game. Period. But mm-hmm. I mean, that's a that's a different conversation. Mm-hmm. But um, you know what it, it is. I tell you what's happening here, Patrick. I'll, and I, I want you to I want you to keep that thought. Because something, <laughs> I've been sleeping with the enemy a little bit in the last few days, uh, or last couple of weeks. I've been playing a little at ESO. This this Morrowind expansion had me interested, so I wanted to get back in and see kind of what was going on. Um, that game is vastly improved over what it used to be, and um, I got really hooked on it for a bit. Still am sort of. And what's grabbing me, I think, more than anything, and I know that Guild Wars Two did this as well, but there's this one Tamriel update they did, which made the entire world level with you or scale with you. Uh, it's like it's like Legion's content. You can start where you want and kind of jump around, and it scales with you. Um, th- except it's the entire world from beginning to end. No matter where you go, if you're at level ten, you're going to fight everything you're doing at level ten. The quests will be at ten. Your gear rewards will will be appropriately leveled, and so on. Um, I feel like if if WoW eventually got to the point where it could retrofit its entire game in that regard, I'm not sure they're going to, but. Uh, the step Legion's definitely a step in the right direction, but if they did that, uh, or maybe just the whole from here on out, it's like that. So then I could go to Legion content and level whatever I want at whatever level I'm at. That could go a long way to making some of this stuff more evergreen and not feeling like you have to leave it in the past because it was level 80 content. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, That's I possible. Mean, yeah, it, it also has disadvantages because I think if you just start i mean it would have to be gated i think by expansion or something like that mm. because if you can just start and go immediately to you know i don't know the the cata content well that's a bad example it's everywhere but mm. you know if you can just go to any expansions content immediately and go level and they have a solution for new players you can go and get your max level character at the time of the expansion so you can start with everyone else but if it would feel weird if you went if you started a new character and started playing in uh you know legion from the get go mm-hmm. and you could do that you would have level 5 character characters running around in legion yeah. that would be weird it doesn't necessarily um, go with their current structure i totally agree with that um like in the case of of ESO every area has got its huge epic thing plus its big main character storyline thing that you do but everything's got all these main uh, mainline quests and secondary quests and story quests and everything else. 
And so if I start in Daggerfall or if I start in Morrowind or if I start at wherever, it doesn't care what level I am. It just says, oh, hey, what's up? We got these, uh, we got to take care of these trolls. They're in this cave. Go check it out. And, like, you just go. Right, right, right. No, I understand how, you know, that works. Sure, but my, uh, my point my point being is that seems like that would open things up for, a P- for PvP opportunities. And maybe not. Maybe... Maybe I don't think it has anything. Maybe to do it's with got it. zero to do with it. I don't know. Like I don't even know what ESO's PvP world is like. I, I know there, it's there, but I don't know what any of it, how it works, or if it's any good or whatever. Everyone always says Guild Wars Two is the great standard for the best PvP in the MMO market. I don't know if that still holds true, or people still have that opinion. Well, like dodging and all that kind of stuff too. Right? Sure, so, sure, sure. But then that brings me to the other point, which is, and we've talked, we've mentioned it a couple of times, so it's worth mentioning again. I think at some point. The the thrill and the and the thing that you're getting out of, you know, the gameplay loop you're getting out of PvP content in World of Warcraft is perhaps being better represented in other games on the Blizzard launcher. And that that may be the main reason people don't care anymore or don't care as much as they used to about WoW PvP. And yeah. is that it's just the smaller it's shrinking. The, yeah. the people who care is shrinking. So so if you're getting your if you're getting your 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 buzz off of Heroes of the Storm, then why would you play WoW PvP? Like, you know what I mean? Like that's how I feel. I feel like if I'm gonna go get into a battleground and go through all that rigmarole, I'm like, well, I may as well queue in in uh, Heroes and get some loot boxes and. You know, basically do the same thing. Play a class I want to play, uh, use abilities I want to use, have a leveling experience, kind of a progression micro experience. Like the answer is there for me. And, and and I don't want it to be that way. Like I want the good work that the PvP people in WoW are doing. They are doing great work. But I guess I guess here's my question. Do we think ultimately at the end of the day, these can only be little bits of window dressing on top of a much larger experience and PvP can never truly be uh, you know, a, a, a thing that that on its own is a big, compelling monster, right alongside. Well, it is for some people. Yeah, I guess there are yeah. some people who love PvP, and that's all they do. But if the question is, can WoW become a PvP first game? I don't think so. WoW is definitely a PvP, yeah. you know, PVE first. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see that changing anytime soon. Um, Although it I did, think there uh, are ways of. Uh, there are ways of making the PvP um, more compelling. I mean, mm-hmm. as we've discussed for an hour, back in Wintergrasp, we were all doing it. And I think there are uh, that idea of essentially multiple teams instead of two, having like five or ten teams in a battleground could be something really interesting. Um, and by the way, you know that they're working on the next expansion and that probably the features have been set at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Imagine yeah. if they have that as a feature. They're going to be like, "Oh my God, you're ruining it!" Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> well, no, but, but the yeah, weird thing about about WoW is they've they've convinced all the people who don't even PvP to to, P- to still hate the other faction, right? Yeah, Which yeah. is kind of crazy. <laughs> like the, it, guess, the, yeah. the you know, it's like they've found all these other ways to make people, you know, actually feel this sense of belonging to their own faction. And yet, the same the same people who were you know who were tweeting at me at the beginning of this expansion when you know all, there was all the horde hate and the alliance hate and everybody was going back and forth, tons of those people never PVP and mm-hmm. like don't ever care about it and don't actually. It's like they hate the horde, but they're like, oh, queue up and go fight the horde. Oh no 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 no, 
Yeah. No, I will. Uh, I will fight the horde through killing these bosses. Yeah, right? I will hate them uh, from a distance. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's like there's it's funny because it's you're I think you're right on the money that the PvP experience that people want isn't being met in World of Warcraft, but the the feeling of wanting to go out and get the other guy is there. So mm-hmm. it's there's something there's a disconnect between the feel uh, the feeling of like having the fun doing the PvP. And having the motivation, right? So, yeah. like, maybe you get motivated for a while, then you go in, and then you realize, mm, yeah, people take too long to die, or I'm not getting the gear as quickly as I want, or what's the point? I think that's probably a little bit of it. And then also the other thing too is that WoW did kind of set this model for MMOs forevermore, where it's like there were a lot of MMOs in the past that were very PvP focused. Mm-hmm. And then and like wow was like I feel like the first one where it was like you could do all of it you could do both things and both things were as fleshed out as possible because uh, you know some of the old school MMOs like Call Call of Ashron or whatever that one was like basically all people did was just fight each other they would get together in these weird little rooms and fight each other uh, and that then sounds... you know <laughs> yeah but that's I mean that's how it worked it wasn't even really like the same systems it was they would like yeah, wager and make up ways to make it work uh, and then you know you had like EverQuest where it wasn't really the thing like, it was more about like the, the PvE experience and stuff and then, then now it's like every MMO kind of has to have a little bit of both yeah, and WoW they... really kind of did make that a thing I think where you gotta have it all I don't know if that's necessarily even like the best thing anymore for WoW Maybe, well, maybe you know, and I hate to say it, but maybe like all the other things on the launcher are taking that PvP thing that people wanted to itch before, and they didn't have another place for it, and now they're getting that from somewhere else, right? Yeah. And so they just they click they click different games for the for the different thing they want to do right now. Yeah. The irony and, the irony is that they, I mean, no. Okay, let's look at before before WoW there was Dark Age of Camelot. That was your big PvP thing. And that game, arguably, and player the player base would probably agree with me, was great at PvP, but the PvE, eh, it was all right. It wasn't great. It was a means to an end. It was get leveled so you could do this realm versus realm thing. And that was pretty innovative at the time. WoW's like the flip of that. It's like this incredible, detailed, exploratory world with amazing story and, and structure and elements that are just making an incredible PvE experience with some pve thrown in like it's the other way around it's like they like one of them the two halves one is definitely the dominant half and i'm not sure that can ever be any different for blizzard because i don't think blizzard cares to the if they want to go something with that straight pve or pvp they make they make overwatch right there's there's yeah, story in there the storm, yeah, yeah there's story in there and there's some fun to be had on that side of it and there's these events where you do some you know co-op or whatever but those experiences are primarily Go shoot other dudes. It's an excuse to shoot other dudes. Whereas WoW is an excuse to experience role play and character development and all of this. And then if you want to, there's this little extra thing you can do if you're bored. Or if Although you I will say this, man. WoW, WoW PvP is the great equalizer for people who suck at landing skill shots and shooting people in FPSs, man. <laughs> You tab target and you're you're hitting that guy every single time. Yeah, so yeah, uh, there is still something about the mechanic of WoW PvP that is always, I think, going to be uh, very very fun and very satisfying. It's just the matter of I, I think one thing you brought up at the beginning of the show, Patrick, is really important, and that is it feels like it takes forever to kill somebody, right? 
And when you've got somebody locked on and you're fireballing that guy and his health isn't going down very much, that's that's frustrating. That's not satisfying. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm hitting him with fireballs. I want to see that health drop. So yeah. I think that, I think there's just there's, there's like it's like wow. PVP is a thing that still matters. and I think still could be super, super fun. It's just it's not quite scratching the same itch that we're getting in other places. Yeah. And it could do it again. With yeah. a cut, like I think these ideas of a you know a big cool battleground with teams that go in that kind of stuff, but I think also there are things that keep people out, and that is I go in and I just feel frustrated the whole time, mm-hmm. right? Like, like I get stunned, I, I feel I get like I blocked, I feel I ineffectual, yeah. right? And I don't want that feeling when I go in. I want to feel like I did stuff. Yeah, there's a stun lock problem that makes WoW great in PvP or PVE that's terrible in PvP. I hate it, and I know they tried to address a lot of that stuff, and we should probably round out this discussion with with this. Uh, now that all the dust is settled on all the major, they made big changes to PVP for Legion. There's a progression yeah. system in there that wasn't there before. There were lots of carrots to draw people over and to get in there and to play. On the other end of that, how do we feel about how that went off? Do we think it landed? Did they stick that landing? Is there, obviously there's still more to be done. There's always more to be done, but, but did, <laughs> did that do enough, especially you Dills as a, as our, as our most chronic PVP are in the room? Did that do enough for you to keep you interested in that? On a it did a basis? lot. It did a lot, but I, I I don't think it did enough. And I hope that, uh, and you know, and we we talked with Halinka at BlizzCon this last year. Mm-hmm. I, I talked to him for a while before you showed up, Scott. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think he he knows the work isn't done, and I think um, I think we're seeing it that it's continuing. Uh, the the new brawl system has been really cool. So just. I think you just need more, but also you need the the kind of the basics to be that satisfying thing, right? Mm-hmm. Of like the, I'd say the one thing about the PvP system that we have now is that the fact that loot matters less is a double-edged sword, right? It it does a lot of good to get people in the, in the first place, but it doesn't do a lot of good to keep them there once you got them, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas before, I'd always feel like I played a certain amount to get my gear. And then when the new season happened, I did that again. Now I'm kind of like, well, I, I, the new season happens, I don't really care, <laughs> right? I I earned enough of my talents that I think I'm good. Uh, and that kind of that once that progression ended, uh, the rest didn't really matter to me anymore. So it it did some good things, and then it came up short in a few others. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, I think rotating brawls will always keep me somewhat interested. So if that continues to happen, then uh i'll be very happy but yeah i think there's a couple other things too maybe get rid of some of the battlegrounds that aren't working very much anymore and introduce Mm -hmm. a few new ones um make some arena maps that are a little more interesting rather than just running around pillars all the time maybe we can have tunnels and different levels and other things and Oh, not that would be Druid City. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just I, like right now, it's like it feels no, like there's one idea yeah. when it yeah. comes to arena maps, and it's pillars, right? It's yeah. things to hide behind, and that's all there really is. Right? Yeah. So it's an empty room I, with pillars usually, and a couple of elevations, yeah. but that's it. Yeah. And I really, you know, I really like things like like so the the ruins of Lordaeron, I think, is the one with the giant uh, like tomb in the middle, and mm. everybody just runs in a circle around that when they get low. Yeah. That there's kind of stuff. A, there's sucks, the bridge man. in Orgrimmar. Yeah. Oh, sure, you don't sure. like it? That's no, I, I don't like just a pillar to run around. No, I, I like uh, I like things to be a little more interesting. Um, I don't know. It just 
to me, like, okay, what's what's the one that has like the water that that comes down? That's the Stalaran sewers or whatever, right? Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. that one to me is pretty fun. There's there's the boxes to run around, but then there's like a main level, and then there's a second level you can jump down to that. And then yeah, there's these boxes still, which I think are stupid. I think we <laughs> stop running around stupid pillars. Like I, that to me is just so <laughs> not fun. Crates, one um, of the great, one of the great staples of video games everywhere. Crates, yeah, sure, good times. <laughs> but I and I understand the need for them, but maybe make them a little smaller. I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you're left. I'm a hunter. He's a druid. He just keeps running around in cat form, stopping and healing, and I'm trying to find him to finally be able to shoot him. Yeah. It's just dumb. It's not <laughs> fun for anybody. Yeah. So as a druid, more interesting. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. You oh, sure. as a druid, you always agree though, right? Because because you know what you have to do. You have to just stay away and heal up every now and then. And but yeah. it's you know just make things a little more interesting, more stuff to do. Yeah. yeah but that's like different I mean, types of obstacles. Yeah. Yeah. That's like just. Make it good. I mean, it's not that <laughs> yeah, hard. Make it okay? bad. Make it yeah. I mean, I, I still I have such I have such but, yeah. a sympathy for that team because I feel like theirs is the greatest challenge. They're given a yeah, a, a thing where they've got to figure out how to make it work, and every time they try, it's always very valiant efforts, and 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 in many ways they succeed wildly, and in other ways it falls short, and then no one's ever happy. And or I you mean, know. for me, that that meant that I could jump into PVP now and feel like I could contribute something, mm -hmm. you know, it was, sure. it wasn't that incredibly, you know, incredible uphill battle where if I don't put in 10 hours, then I'm not going to have the resilience. So it's not going to matter anyway. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to die for 10 hours until I can actually do something. Right. And that wasn't the case now when I jumped in. Mm -hmm. So there is definitely a huge advantage to that. Uh, approach to PvP. Right, I totally. Oh, agree. absolutely. I 100% agree with that. I just, I just think once you get there, you have to something has to keep you right. right. And right. Uh, the before you would get kept by the fact that I need to earn enough to then compete. Mm -hmm. But I do remember sure. the time where I would get to the point where I could then compete, and then I just feel like I was done. Right. Right. Like now mm -hmm. I'm the strongest. I would go in and I'd, I'd have some fun. I'd be like, hey, a wrecking ball achievement, uh, you know, in Warsaw Gulch. I just stood in the middle and I just killed everybody who came at me. Which and, is it? It's, own, I got to it's that point. benefit as well, like actually feeling stronger than everyone, sure. you know, all the noobs that you can own after having died for 10 hours. But mm -hmm. you also feel that's done, awesome. though, when that happens. Like, I, yeah. and I think that's the problem. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's like in, uh, here, in Hearthstone, when you earn 500 uh, wins in a class and you earn golden on that class. But you still have other classes that aren't golden yet. So I shouldn't be playing Druid because that's golden already. I should go play Paladin right now so I could earn golden there. And it, that's what happened to me in Hearthstone until I got all classes golden. Now I'm like playing everything. But it was, uh, it was the same thing in WoW where I would earn all the gear for that season. And yes, I could go in and have a blast being the strongest guy in the battleground. But for some reason, I just felt like, now nah, just wait till next season now. Uh, and I don't know how they get you to continue to want to grind for something. Cause I think the thing that was left for me at that point was, Oh, get uh, gladiator things. You know, <laughs> I'm like, no, that's, that takes way too long. Yeah. Uh, so I would just, I would just bow out at that point. And sure. I don't know. And now I bow out like right away. I got all my talents and I'm like, okay, cool. I don't need gear anyway. So I guess I'm just done. Yeah. I, I don't know how they continue to keep you in there, but there's got to be something. Yeah, I agree. It shows you how, you know, incredibly 
grind based the game yeah. is and mm-hmm. everyone who says oh i don't like the grind and i don't want to keep doing That's like the only thing that keeps you doing stuff man it's, yeah it it really is the thing so th- the issue isn't that there is grind the the loot grind and the reputation grind and everything is the game the problem is when there's too much of it but i really feel like people feel like there's too much of it when really that's what motivates them to keep playing yeah you just Um, need it to be it needs to feel rewarding and sometimes i think people confuse uh they just had so much of so much of it they confuse you know the idea that they maybe just need to step away and do something else with it's a grind problem because the grind problem is video games you know? There, there's, there's a way to have no grind. You just show up and you get the item. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> yeah, grind. Yeah, that's possible. You click a button and yeah. you get your items. You yeah, keep sure. clicking that button. Yeah, that's you know obviously that's dumb. So yeah, yeah. there may hey, look even in PUBG, there's a way for you to survive and be winner winner chicken dinner. If you never fire a gun, never pick a thing up, and you're buck naked, you just have to be lucky enough that no one ever sees you once, and you are somehow hidden at the end, and everyone shoots themselves simultaneously, and the other one left living. Mm-hmm. Like that's well, not a video way, though, game. That's dumb. Yeah, I think you gotta. If we can bring it back to that that comparison, because I think you know it's interesting that PUBG is kind of the new hotness, right? But what's the grind in PUBG? There isn't really. Like, I don't care about the units that I get at the end. I don't even know what the hell they really do. Right. Well, the grind there, so, the the grind there is get in, find a place, go get all your stuff, get as geared no, up as I'm, possible. But I'm saying like the grind of like no, what am I really going like for? What other, am I trying to get? But I, you know what I'm it's trying the same to get. Like in every PUBG? other PVP. No. A PvP game. Yeah, there's no, no but the reward is that every time I play Overwatch. And, right, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. that's the reward. I'm. I just want to do the experience again. Right. right. Every time I'm done and I die. See, but what that's but that's my whole point is that's my point. That is a that is a form of grind. It's just a great grind. It feels great and it doesn't well, feel like work. It feels like a fun thing to do every time. Well, then it's not grind. It's just you're enjoying. You want to play the game. It's like a game of football. Yeah, yeah. You go play football because you're enjoying it. But keep in mind. We've been playing WoW for ten years. Yeah. We've I been know. playing yeah. PUBG for two weeks. I, I think there's a, there's know, a many there's... times in WoW I just wanted to click the battleground button again because I had so much fun in the previous. Sure, game. that's definitely sure. true. Sure, that's that, there's no way that I'm going to pretend like that. We've all had that. I think I've had yeah. that even, and I'm not even that big into PvP ever in this yeah. game. So or showing up to raid every week, whether you get gear or not, because you just love it, right? Like that's yeah. definitely true. And it's there's... still better if you get gear. Let's be honest. Come on. Yeah, the gear always helps. It's never a bad thing. Anyway, well, we'll see how uh, things move in the future. Uh, Holinka, if you're listening, I know he listens to the show on the regular. We'd love to have you back sometime talk about uh, the oh next God, set I'd of love plans. To talk to him about yeah, it. he's yeah. he's always really good to talk to about this stuff, and I think his team works their freaking butt off. So I'd love to know more. Also, that leads us you know, to this if, question. If nothing yes. else, yeah. just, just to finish off, you guys got me really excited about what they're going to do in the next expansion for PvP. There you go. So, see? Look what curious. we did. Look what we've done, everyone. Uh, <laughs> so speaking of what Blizzard may do next, uh, they have announced they are going to Gamescom there in Europe. That will happen again in Germany this year. Uh, that's what, in July, I guess? Uh, uh, August. August. It's, uh, I think it's end of August uh, this year. So what do you think they'll they'll... Will they announce something? Well, that's my question, because since it's later in August, and August is getting darn close to BlizzCon, BlizzCon's earlier and Gamescom is later this year, uh, do they even bother with a big announcement? Do they just wait for BlizzCon? Like, I I don't even know if if it's an expansion. Because Legion happened there, right? That was the announcement at Gamescom uh, two years ago. So it's entirely possible that they use this as another launching pad to say, here's the name of our next expansion. Here's a short little fun teaser clip or whatever. And then they'll really get into it at BlizzCon. 
Uh, but I don't know. So I'm curious what you guys think. Patrick, you think we're going to get um, anything major, at least uh, out of WoW or otherwise? you think anything big will happen at Gamescom? I think it's a bit early for WoW. Um, it might happen, but I think it's a bit early. Mm. I think the, the best candidate is an Overwatch short with a new character. Um, and we also have the possibility of having something Diablo-related, mm. which would be really exciting. But I do think the best candidate is a new Overwatch character. Mm. Okay. Uh, Dills, you think we're going to... What do you think we'll see? Uh, Gamescom? I have no freaking clue, man. Um, maybe we could get some sort of hint about whatever the next expansion could be, but probably not. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I, I agree with Patrick. It feels, it feels like early. we're getting close to when we should start hearing stuff. Yeah. If um, we don't hear here, we'll hear at BlizzCon. I mean, I'm no, uh, there's no doubt. Yeah, BlizzCon would make a lot of sense yeah. for sure this year, but I would I mean, like to at least get a teaser. Yeah. I want to get excited. We'll, we'll probably have 725 at least, mm-hmm. yeah, probably released, right, by, by August, yeah. I'm guessing. Should have. Yeah. So yeah. the next the next step is 7.3, which is the last patch, which, you know, maybe they're, they're going to be talking about that. Yeah, maybe that's gonna. Yeah, be the last patch would make even sense Overwatches. too. Sure. Yeah. But just, just give me something where I can just give me something where I can speculate. I want to spec. I want yeah. some speculation time. How? I mean, how? I, how yeah. is? Uh, I, I'm getting very excited about the next expansion. Like I know we're still in the middle of the, of this one, yeah. and I'm enjoying it very much. But it's like, oh my god, what happens after Argus? Like, do we have the Void Lords? Like, what it is? Feels what, is it, yeah. Do? We're going yeah. pretty deep into yeah. like what the what the actual uh, lore of the entire universe of Warcraft kind of is, yeah. and then so, Azeroth, yeah, uh, Titan Soul, what is it? World Soul, World something, and mm-hmm. then, but yeah, it's funny. And to Overwatch, see. it might be a little bit late actually for the next character. I'm looking at I'm looking here. at the tw- the uh, the Legion announcement at Gamescom, and I had forgotten Tom Chilton was still up front and center, and and Ian was back on a chair someplace, and there's been big changes. Ian's uh, or um, Chilton's now on them, whatever secret projects they're working on, the think tank stuff, whatever. And Ian's up front and center now. I don't know if that makes any difference. I think Ian's done a hell of a transition job. Um, but this video is interesting to see this much. I'd forgotten Thomas. Yeah. Do you remember how excited we were to get the, the, like the announcement with Legion and, 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 uh, probably, I can't remember if we knew that, uh, that, uh, Illidan, was going to be back, but I think yeah. we knew from the, t- then they show the little teaser where Gul'dan went to the oh, tomb. Oh, right, and where Gul'dan is yeah. like, he, he looks at the, yeah, the yeah, betrayer. That was pretty awesome yeah. at the time, I remember thinking. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, I think Patrick's right. I wonder how, um, how is Overwatch in Germany and in Europe in general? Like, are, are, is it got the same? Oh, it's popular everywhere. Okay. It's popular all over the world. So, but, but I mean, a, a short is, is very likely. That was what happened last year with uh, the Bastion short, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right about I that. I think they might do a short. Okay. So, so probably a short, probably some reference to that. I bet any Diablo news gets saved for, for BlizzCon. It's too big. If you're, if you're doing a full expansion, if it's not, and if it's just more character pack stuff, maybe this is a good place to say, and we're bringing the Amazon back or whatever. Um, that's possible, I guess. <laughs> so we will see. Those are our uh, predictions. They're not great predictions, but they're predictions nonetheless. All right, <laughs> let's jump into some quick roundup from uh, Blizzard stuff all over the place. Tomb of Sargeras rolled out. Schedule is up. Normal and heroic hit on June 20th, 27th for Mythic. So stay tuned um, for that. Yeah. Just want to say, Scott, how long have you been playing WoW? I've been playing WoW since Alpha in 2003. So how long is that? And you still can't spell Sargeras. Sorry, it's not Sargeras. Sargeras. Darn it. Sargerius. Sargeras. Sargeras. 
Sargeras. Sargeras you speak of. Gagerius. He is his evil brother. Sargeri. There, I got it. Um, that's happening. In Heroes of the Storm on Tuesday, that means the launch of Malthale, Reaper of Souls boss. He's awesome. I played him in, uh, in uh, test play. He's great. He's an assassin. He's a badass. Very excited uh, for him. So he's going to be in there. Overwatch, the anniversary event ends, and you get double XP this weekend. I'm going to be playing a little of that, I think, just to get my double XP. So watch for that. And also the anniversary ends. Patrick, any, uh, as a guy who is on a Overwatch podcast, Overwatchers, how you feel about this event? Did it go well? Did you get all your skins? Like, what's your what's your take? Yeah, well, no, I didn't get all the skins because that is impossible. Um, but I did <laughs> I did enjoy the anniversary event. The skins are cool. The, the dances, I got quite a few of them. Um, but yeah, over the weekend, do go in, play in arcade mode to get uh, the three extra loot boxes. You can get one if you win three games. So couple that with the double XP. It's a bunch of loot boxes and it addresses a little bit of the issue that people had with the difficulty of getting all of the cool loot. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm really liking it. I have a lot of uh, dance moves, and I'm gonna be buying some uh, other ones before the the event is done. And now I'm looking forward to what's gonna happen for the summer games. Also in uh, Diablo, we do have no Necro date yet, but the Necromancer beta continues to please. As far as I'm concerned, I think it's pretty awesome. We did get intro, uh, kind of whatever those cutscene style scrolly looking things I did for all the characters in Diablo. We got that for both the male and female Necros. And it looks great. Very stoked about that. And I don't know what's happening in Hearthstone. Feels like kind of things are a little quiet since the last expansion. Uh, Dills, any anything jumping at you that you're like, oh man, uh, that's a huge deal or whatever. Well, there's not like any huge news, but we have had some recent kind of uh, just quality of life improvements. You can now import decks through like deck codes and stuff like that. So before you'd have to find a deck list online and then look at it and find the cards in your collection and put them in uh now basically you can just copy to your clipboard and when you open hearthstone and click new deck it says hey i see you have something copied your clipboard you want to import this deck and then you say yep and it builds it for you so nice that's really awesome uh they now have the ability to stack gold and non-gold cards in your deck list as well so if you have one gold and one non-gold it doesn't have two separate slots which means your deck lists are now uh, much more squished together, mm-hmm. which is great too. So there's just been a lot of like small things, and Ben Brode also came out and sounded a little bit more interested in the idea of a tournament mode Ooh. and some ladder changes. So I think the next expansion should be should be pretty cool. Um, I'm hoping that we get a bunch of new cards and also a couple of new features. So I don't know. Things are things are looking up, but it's been slow going. Yeah, I will definitely say that. Like the I think the Hearthstone being on mobile thing, as great as it is, yeah. is also had a limiting factor on how quickly they can release new things. I can see that. Yeah. So it's yep. it's again, it's like there's a little bit of little bit of good and bad in the in the whole can play on my iPad thing. Sure. Well, there you go, everybody. Uh, in light of all of that, we do have a quick email here, brought to you by this little bumper. Hear ye, hear ye. Why? It's the town crier. <laughs> All right. Let's take a look at an email we got at theinstance at gmail.com. And it came to us from Eric, who says this. Hello, Scott and crew. Just wanted to say I really enjoyed the Overwatch show recently, even though I don't play the game or FPSs at all. Uh, really, it was just some really interesting conversation about the future of the game. Thinking of giving Destiny a shot uh, to dip my toe in now. Keep up the great work. Best, Eric. Uh 
this email, the reason I play this is, first of all, thanks, uh, or read this is, thank you for saying that. Um, we, we have kind of a new initiative here on the show, which is to say, instead of trying to be, hey, let's be jack of all everything trades every week and talk about everything is as detailed as possible and every game Blizzard makes or even every patch note that comes out for WoW or whatever, instead we want to be much more discussion-oriented and talk about topics and sometimes those will be very concrete topics all the way to the very philosophical stuff like today's pretty philosophical look at pvp and what they could do um so i figured this email gave me a chance to sort of explain that to people that that's that's what we're into right now um the feedback has been really good people like it sometimes that focuses on a game they're not necessarily interested in but it's a discussion in gaming that they get something out of anyway so in a time where there's not a lot happening in the world of Warcraft in terms of news, we've decided to take it and focus it on lore occasionally, or like today on PvP, and another time it might be, what's what's the deal with mages these days? Or sometimes it'll be, why is Overwatch's new map better than all the rest of them? Or blah, blah, blah. But these more discussion-based topics are kind of the, the modus moving forward. And I uh, wanted to let people know that if you hadn't already noticed, it probably didn't even need explaining. But I appreciate it when people write in and let us know how they feel. Uh, so let us know the instance at gmail.com. Except when they write it and tell us that they think it sucks. Yeah, then it's trouble. And yeah, no then screw it. you. Yeah, actually, we haven't gotten any, <laughs> we haven't had any of that so far. So that's that's made me happy. Yeah, but anytime you try I mean, to. I think there is there is definitely, um, you know, this has always been a World of Warcraft show. Yeah. And the reason why it kind of became more of an all-encompassing blizzard show wasn't necessarily because we just didn't want to do a warcraft show it was because there was it was just like, like well, what are we supposed to do with what we're being given right mm-hmm. as a weekly show sure and a lot of other podcasts went through this i remember mick montgomery uh doing an entire episode uh about where do wow content creators go from here mm-hmm. right when there's nothing to talk about. Mm-hmm. And, and it was great for us, I think, at first to be like, hey, well, we'll just kind of cover all the games. But then it was like, well, sometimes we're just not talking about WoW for extended periods of time. So I like I like the idea of just having it be a conversational thing where we can really go into not necessarily what the latest news is, but just here's a facet of WoW or MMOs in general or gaming in general. Mm-hmm. And let's uh, let's go a little deeper. Sure. And just actually have a discussion. I think it's great. Plus, I've been having a lot of fun. Plus people at home, you know, you've got the opportunity to, to mail in your thoughts. If you want uh, a discussion about a particular topic in Warcraft or outside of it, uh, we're happy to take those suggestions, mull those around. We talk about it during the week and then we kind of build a show around it. So anyway, I'm really pleased with the direction we're going. Um, I like that we have a French guy. Uh, there's nothing to complain about, really. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. just felt like I had to say that. I, I think, you know, everyone should have a French guy in their <laughs> life. And uh, I feel sorry for those who don't. So, yeah, I appreciate that comment. Sure. Why not? Um, that's going to do it for the show. Real quick here, though, let's go around the table. So Patrick and I have some big content um, discussion coming up here over the weekend. Of course, it is pre-E3 starting this year on Sunday. <laughs> this is nuts, right? Hold on. Saturday. I'm sorry. Starting it's Saturday. actually Saturday with EA. And so I'm going to Paris for a week and I figured, you know, I'm going to take a plane on Saturday. Nothing's going to happen on Saturday, right? EA went ahead and put their conference on Saturday evening, my time. So screw you, EA. I'm not (laughs) going to be able to cover it live with you, Scott. That frustrates me, but um, the other ones will do. All the other ones we're going to do, all the major stuff. Patrick and I have had a tradition now for three years to watch all of the the, uh, stage panels that they do for E3 and we do live commentary for them. 
right here at frogpants.tv or twitch.tv slash frogpants. Either one will get you there. Um, and we're going to do it at all the times that those conferences start. This year we'll be joined occasionally by the likes of John Jagger, probably see Brian Dunaway. Basically, it's the Boop and Pixels crossover event we do every year. And then at the end of all of it, after a few days of coverage, and we'll put all this up on feeds and everything else. You can find it all at frogpants.com and at frenchspin.com. But at the end of it all, Patrick and I will get together for a big mega podcast called Boopsel, Boop, what do we call it? Pick. I think it's Booksels. Booksels is a really terrible name, but um, <laughs> but we're going to we'll get together and we'll kind of do a summation of everything that E3 was. And uh, we love doing it. It wears us out. We're super pooped when we're done, especially Patrick because he's up at like four in the morning watching some of this stuff. And he gets real sweary. It's awesome. So you guys want to make sure to catch it. Uh, so anyway, follow us on Twitter, at uh, Scott Johnson, at not Patrick, and uh, find out when all the shenanigans will be taking place. And I will be doing the EA conference on Saturday with John Jagger, it looks like, uh, f- for that one. And then for everything else, uh, expect Patrick and I for sure. And then, you know, possible I might guests. watch it from, from my uh, uh, bus when I'm getting home and uh, swear at you in my head. You can swear at me anytime you like. It's a good feeling. It makes my groin tingle. All right, let's move it over to Dills. Dills, what's going on this week? Anything cool you want to mention? Uh, let's see. Nothing really going on, especially this week. Uh, well, Dills Hearthstone League has started up again, so check out my channel for me casting some of those games. Uh, we had some games from week number one, so twitch.tv slash Dills casting some of those Hearthstone matches. And outside of that, we're watching the Warriors tonight, so there won't be no stream tonight, but mm-hmm. uh, a lot of PUBG, a lot of Hearthstone on my channel. Yeah, and that, we had a ball last night. We got to play yeah, more Yeah, we got to do more of that, man. That yeah, was really cool. Was I, really I like fun. squads a lot. That was, uh, it was fun having people to talk to while you're in that early <laughs> phase of looting, and then it's, you know, like, I, I, I don't know. Like, the I've done some solo, and it's all just intensity and being scared. Yeah. We have four people, you're kind of like, eh. Maybe one of them will get shot. Yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, you're with your crew. It's good. Yeah. So uh, and, and I got a couple kills. It was great. Yeah. You know? That game that time. game is that game loop is something else. Um but yeah, watch for more of that. Of course, Willie Dills dot S no no no, sorry. Uh, no, Twitch.tv. No, Twitch.tv slash Willie Dills. That's right. No more SF. I always forget. That's yeah. off there now. Willie Dills yeah. on Twitch. Catch, check him out. Subscribe. It's gonna do it, everybody. Big thanks everybody for listening. Live chat people. You guys are awesome. Sorry we haven't talked to you much in this, but hey, we're talking to you all the time. We just didn't take your questions. But you guys are awesome, and we love you very much. Uh, it's going to do it for us. Uh, what else? Oh, the instance.net is our website. Find all our details there. Get the show however you get it. Instant show on Twitter. Scott Johnson, Willie Dills, not Patrick, and the underscore T for Turfster. Uh, all our best to him. More shows like this at frogpants.com. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Patrick, and for Dills. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
The president recently tweeted a late-night message that trailed off into a word that was, to say the least, not in the dictionary. Most readers assumed he had nodded off and fat-fingered both the word and the send button, but he later insisted that this was not the case. On a hunch, dedicated Easter egg hunters dove into the latest 7.2.5 PTR build, treating the word as some sort of clue. They were rewarded when they visited the northern shores of Stormheim, where the remains of Sylvanus Windrunner's fleet lay after being attacked by the Alliance. Amidst the hulks coated in toxic waste, the searchers found a small French poodle that had absorbed enough of the goo to be glowing a bright green color. We'll never know why Blizzard shared this info with the president, but they now rue the day he gave up the secret of... Kofifi. Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at OverlyDramaticNews.com or follow me on Twitter at Hunts the Wind. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at FrogPants.com.